Is this thing on? What up, y'all? Welcome to Queer Walk, the podcast, the insurgent bi-weekly audio syllabus hosted for and by queer women of color. Um, yep. Oh, I... Did you forget? I are, you, am, are you not queer? I did. I, are you no longer I a forgot. woman of color? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure anymore. Um, um, I am Money, the Wakandan grief therapist. Oh, yeah. I thought you were going to say that you were going to be tight turn. No. Yeah. Uh, you know, things have changed yeah. since tight, tight turn money. But I'll tell y'all all about tight turn and money. But I today I'm the today I'm the Wakandan grief therapist. Yeah, that's, that's an important role right now. Um, yeah. And I am. I guess I just continue to be um, small and irate Nikita. Small and irate Nikita, which is also abbreviated as SIN. <laughs> Your chocolate demeanor and your cocoa kisses. I see your flow from a distance. Your vibe inside my submission. I give you all of me. Wanna make you proud of me. We see the God in all you do. Your light is harmony. Every type, darkest night, brightest light. I'm loving your soul. They hate you, replace you, taint you, but know that you go. Worldwide from every continent. I just want you to jig a little bit. Move them hips, feel that bliss. Hug your sis, make a fist. Don't resist your temptation. You amazing, no limitation. My favorite in this matrix. We move by your vibration and that's love. I hope you hear that on the daily, cause baby, you love. I hope you hear that on the daily, cause baby, you love. I hope you hear that on the daily, cause baby, you love. You love. You gonna tell people this is our last episode together? Cause I'm done with you? Please. If anybody was going to be done with anyone in this situation, it would be me being done with you, Nikita. Obviously. That's not true at all. All right, Nikita. Do you want to tell folks where they can find us? Yeah, where they can find us separately. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So you can find us. What is so funny? Because you really are upset about this, us being bi-coastal, huh? Whatever. I don't care. It ain't no... I don't, I don't even feel no difference. Anyway, you can find us on all social media things. So you can find us on Instagram and on Twitter at QueerWalkPod. You can also find us... Uh, uh, I mean, you can kind of find us on Facebook, if we're being honest. <laughs> Facebook.com slash QueerWalkPod. You can also find us on Tumblr, QueerWalk.com. And where can folks listen? They can listen to us on Pocket Cast, CastBox, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and other uh, major platforms where you can listen to podcasts except for Spotify. All right. So, Money and I are on separate coasts, but we are the virtual, bi-coastal hosts of this program. But we need you in order to keep the mic and the lights on and just for just you know to be a part of the community so money tell these people where they can contribute to this illustrious insurgent bi-weekly audio syllabus no problem 
So you can contribute to Queer Walk in one of two ways. The first ways, the first way is by loving us out loud. We came out the closet a long time ago. We don't want to be a secret. Uh, you can do that by rating us on whatever platform you listen to us on. Give us the thumbs up, the heart, the stars, whatever the platform calls for. Review us. Leave a review. We might read it on the show. Uh, request a topic or a queer walk of the week. Repost the episodes when we put them up. Let folks know you're listening. You can retweet us whenever we happen to be tweeting. And reply. Let us know what you think of the episodes by using the hashtag QueerWOC to talk all things the podcast. The second way you can contribute to Queer Walk is by giving us money. Um, you can do that one of two ways. The first way over on the Cash App is dollar sign Queer Walk Pod, P-O-D. Or if you would like to do like a more consistent way of supporting Queer Walk, you can become a patron over on patreon.com slash pod P-O-D. We have some suggested donations over there, but you can give us as much or as little as uh, you can afford um, during these still quarantine times. Um, yeah, and that just keeps everything functioning for the podcast and hopefully soon gets us some help over here. Because we are a team of two with a three-hour time difference now. So, Back to bringing up the... Now, for the first time in your life, you have a real reason to be bringing up these time zones. I had a reason before, okay, Nikita? Anyway, I think there's something critical... That's why you're going to get left... That's why you're going to get left in Eastern uh, Standard Time. Keep fucking with me. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's easy there, killer. What kind of threat is that? <laughs> Shut up. There's something important that you forgot to tell the listeners. And another way um, that you all can contribute um, and share, you know, what you're thinking and what you're feeling with us is through our email account. So uh, as oh. regular listeners uh, might know, we have a segment called Curved Chronicles where we share our dating woes and wins. Um, so you can submit a served, uh, excuse me, you can submit a Curved Chronicle or, you know, let's say you don't want to be hamstrung by a character limit. You can send us something, you know, a little bit longer, something, you know, a little bit more personal, you know, something more private. Whew. You can feel free to shoot that over to our Gmail, which is QueerRockPod at gmail.com. And this is just a friendly reminder if you all have been doing a very good job of this, but just for folks who might be new, if you send something and you want us to share it, um, we normally just give you all, um, what's that called? A pseudonym. So sometimes, yeah. you know, you all are sharing something with us where you don't mind, but just let us know if you want us to use your real name or not. And we will be happy to uh, bless you all with a pseudonym for whatever you share in your personal, private, lengthy missive. We got to move it on along. To the queer walk, queer queer walk, queer walk of of the the week. week. I don't know why you were doing it so slow. (laughs) I just think you are so um, skilled at projection that you don't even know you're doing it now. (laughs) You're slow as fuck, and you always talk slow. No, you were doing it slow. slow? You were doing it slow. Okay, whatever. Must be. It must be a time delay. Anyway. 
Um, what is the Queer Rock of the Week segment, Nikita? Can you at least do that? Yeah, so when uh, Montanique is not completely and utterly destroying and butchering our intro for it, the Queer Rock of the Week <laughs> segment is a segment where we highlight, celebrate, and or amplify a queer woman of color or queer person of color who's just doing the damn thing and who deserves to be um, elevated and amplified. And, you know, I think especially now, um, you know, with everything that, uh, that happening that's happened, we just know it's so important to give people their roses while they're still here with us. So that's really the thrust of the and the purpose of the segment. Yep. And today is no different. So uh, on to giving roses while folks are here. Today's Queer Walk of the Week is a uh, 22-year-old D.C. native, Princess the Doll. Um, <laughs> and she can be found on Instagram at prettiest.est. I'll put um, her at in the description of this episode. So um, a lot of folks who might be really active on Twitter or even on um, Instagram and like plugged in to trans of color communities may have seen this video of um, Princess uh, so basically, her and her friends were like coming home from a kiki, you know, a little kickback, uh, and these guys like started like saying stuff to them on the street, and Princess was not having it. Um, and as we see in the video, this uh, really big dude, like twice her size, um, tries to like fight her, and she knocks his ass out. And I just really wanted to uh, celebrate her for that because so many times when we get these videos of black trans women, our trans sisters, our trans siblings, um, it's it's um, like devastatingly violent in the other way, right? Like there's some man usually um, who's like attacking them and it's like just a really bu- brutal video. And um, this just, like, flipped that on its head. Uh, I think it. what always saddens me in these videos is the amount of people who just kind of stand around doing nothing yeah. and not, not intervening to protect um, black trans women. But I just... I just immediately had to find her on social media when I saw the video and like found her really quickly. I messaged Nikita. I was like, we got to buy her dinner. We got to do something because... This is, I mean, like, you just have to love on people and let them know that they're supported and we got you. Um, I told her, I was like, anytime you're in Tacoma, Washington, I don't know what the hell will bring you out here, but like, (laughs) you got family here. Um, And so I just wanted to play a clip of what Princess said about um, the altercation and also really more so than the altercation, the, uh, like, why, why she did it. And um, the support that she's gotten after. So I just wanted to play um, her statements. Tears, like these are these are happy tears. Like it's things like this that go on in this world that it needs to be super women out here like me. Because if someone in someone in LA can't do it, and all the niggas want to do or all the guys want to do is laugh at them and post all over social media, delete their account. I follow their whole story. Because that hurts. That's my community. That hurts. That hurts to see someone get attacked. Whether you're a man, whether you're a woman, whether you're a child, that hurts to just see anyone get attacked. And for me and my community, we're already getting attacked for who the fuck we are. 
physically, I should not have to do any of that. I don't ever want to get physical with antibody. I'm not big on that. But something like this, I'm big on. Because niggas gonna stop playing with us. Niggas gonna stop playing with us. Per. Like that. The three transgender women that were in L.A., Hollywood. It's women like that that I think up in them predicaments. She, well, them three women aren't maybe as aggressive as I am. But I'm out here in D.C. fighting for them because niggas want to play with us. Niggas want to play with us. And that's not okay. That's not okay. I'm not going to sit down and let our niggas constantly keep playing with us. Like, th that's okay. We mind our business. We let y'all be. Why can't you let us be? I'm about this life. This is what the fuck I'm about. This is who I am. This is what the fuck I am. And if you don't like it, move on with yourself. If not, and you want to try to bully me or talk down on me or disrespect me, 2020, you're not having your disrespect. Corona disrespected us enough. Whether you're trans, non-binary, whatever you are, if you're happy with who the fuck you are, embrace it. Because it's people like me that's going to do something about it. You're not going to sit here. You're not going to keep bashing people out, calling them out their names. You're, I'm sorry, you're just not. My biggest thing was being disrespected. And trans lives matter. All right. So, once again, shout out to our sister, Princess. Absolutely. We see you. We love you. Um, the <laughs> Superwoman. She said she tried to be Superwoman when she walked through the street. Yeah. Um, like, uh, somebody tweeted this, uh, Astro Cats on Twitter, just, I want to live in a world where a trans woman doesn't have to be Superwoman every time she's in public. Yeah. But we thank you for, like, being that for us right now. Yeah. And also shout out, side shout out to Ashley Marie Preston for, um, for amplifying uh, Princess's st story. So, cause like, as, as you could probably guess, I couldn't find any quote unquote news publications yeah. that were, that had interviewed her, that had done anything. So shout out to Ashley Marie Preston. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for, um, bringing uh, princess to our attention. And I just want to really, uh, want to reiterate, like, if you see like fuck shit like that happening, like you just. It just it's so incumbent upon all of us. I mean, I probably don't have to tell our listeners, but I really hope that people um, make some kind of real effort to intervene when that kind of stuff happens. Yeah, <clears throat> it's like it's not just yeah not just about whipping out our phones, but like how do we actually like intervene? Because that's that's the exactly. problem. Like, and it's like I'm not saying because I understand there's all I mean, you know different people of different sizes and different histories may not feel comfortable like physically intervening. But I feel like if there's like enough people saying, Hey, you know, what the fuck are you doing? Get the fuck out of here. Then it's like, it's like, how do yeah. we collectively send a message that this kind of shit is just unacceptable? Do you know what I mean? Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Um, I was, uh, so diamond did this like panel of women, 
um, talking about uh, basically like harm that uh, femmes of color experience and how we could show up for one another. And it just really made me think about like showing up for each other is on a spectrum, just like everything else. So maybe you not the person who going to like jump in and like fight with somebody else. We all aren't that person. But you could be the person who, like, I mean, we've done this before, like, even in our podcast community, like, yelling across the street when we see something happen. Yeah. Like, hey, uh-uh, no. You're not no. doing that. Yeah. Stop that. You're not, uh-uh. Yeah. Like, there's so many ways to just, like, disrupt a moment. And, I mean, a lot of us have experienced it in the reverse. Like, all the time, violence isn't just somebody cold cocking you in the face. Like, that's not the only way violence looks. You know, somebody yelling a slur at you from across the street is also violent. So, like, how do we flip that and show up for each other? Like, it should never... that That's the thing that always turns my stomach with all of these videos, whether it was the girls out in L.A. or this video of Princess. It's like, the streets... There's so many people on the street. And it just takes one person sometimes to just... I even think about the, the New Jersey Four... I don't know if you remember this story, Nikita, but um, this guy basically, like, followed this group of lesbians from the club. It was, like, like 2013. It was, like, early 2000s. And um, there was actually another guy who, like, jumped in to, to like, try to protect the the women, right? So it's just, like, it just, sometimes it only takes one person. Yeah. and yeah, you don't gotta you don't gotta be the biggest, baddest, um, throwing hands ass bitch yeah. to interrupt something. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it just takes you saying something. Yeah. So we keep us safe. This is true. All right, I'm gonna move us into our community contributors. Yes, segment. And our community contribute. I don't know. I have to do something better with this. But for now, the community contributor segment is the segment where we shout out y'all. Like all the folks who make the podcast possible. Um, all the goings on in and around Queer Walk not outside the, of me and Nikita. the goings so. on. <laughs> the goings on. You know, the goings on. Okay. <laughs> All right, you want to start us off with the patrons? Oh, yeah. So um, we've been away for a minute. Um, Most of that time has been spent moving uh, money to the other side of the country. Yeah, it was like an unintended hiatus. Yeah. So our bad, y'all. Yeah. Um, I won't even talk about how she um, abused me on the trip and forced me to do so much work. Anyway, I asked you to read the patrons, and that's it. <laughs> oh, okay, so- we have a topic. Okay, segment. I'm sorry, I'm not allowed to share my truth. Anyway, <laughs> for the new patrons, <laughs> oh my god! So I said, I said, I'm sorry, I got off track. I don't remember why I brought that up. I say that to say that we've been away for a minute, but y'all still came through, still showed up, you know, with that financial love. So new patrons, shout out to Hector. Thank you so much, Tim, Karima. Um, I don't know how to I don't know how to fully pronounce this name. I think it's Akanksha. Akanksha. Mm-hmm. Akanksha. Lena, Alexia, Emma, Irma, and Salisha. Oh my gosh. Ooh. So those sound like a bunch of baddies. And you know what? They are because they contributed to the Patreon. Nice save. So <laughs> money. You want to tell us who donated on the Cash App? Sure. 
so all the folks over on the Cash App, we see y'all. Um, gonna give a huge shout out to M Martinez. Thank you so much. Let me just say this: M Martinez is like always in the Cash App, and I'm not. Yeah. I'm not mad about that. M, I appreciate. I really appreciate. I just be like, damn, again. So you, you keep doing that, and I think more people should be like M Martinez and just be generous on the Cash App. Um, shout out to Diamond who bought us uh, dinner on the, on the road while we was driving across the country. Yep. Um, Jasmine hit us off on the Cash App. Thanks, Jasmine. Thank you, Jasmine. And Hannah. Thank you. Oh, and our borders are fake shout outs. These are my favorite shout outs because I get to highlight how much I don't know about geography and how much uh, borders don't matter. So... First borders a fake shout out I like how goes you just to dipped right into that. It was like it was obviously my turn. Yeah, because then you can just read the reviews. I don't have a voice here, so do what you want. All right, shout out to Taos, New Mexico. Is that how I say that? I think so. Taos, T A O S, New right. Mexico. Yep. Yes. Um. Moscow? Is that like actual Moscow or New Mexico? What it's Moscow. Moscow like Russia. What are you talking about? Because you just put you just put Taos, New Mexico, Moscow. And so I thought There's obviously okay. a backslash that separates them. <laughs> All right. So there's also a Moscow in Russia. Shout out yes, to Moscow. It's not also it's the Moscow in Russia. What are you doing? <laughs> um Okay. And uh, Mount Holly, New Jersey, which is in New Jersey. Are you sure? Or do you mean the other New Jersey? <laughs> the Jersey <laughs> Jersey of the colonizers. Um, yeah. I just wasn't sure. I had to ask. Okay. So Taos, Moscow, and Mount Holly, we see... Oh, wait. Mount Holy. Mount, Mount Holly. Holly. Get out, God. This fuck what, it. This is what happens when you're allowed to do this. You just, what is wrong with you? Just fuck it. Thank you all, everywhere y'all live, for listening to us. Um, I still am a, in a little bit of shock and disbelief that people in places that I've never even been listen to something that I create. Places she's never been so, and places she could obviously never point out on a map. <laughs> All right, Nikita. So you want to give us some new reviews, Nikita? Yeah, why not? Try to clean up after the mess you just made. We got two new reviews. So the first one comes from Chris and Berna. Hey, thank y'all. And the title is Fall in Love Every Week. This podcast is life. Informative, healing, joyful, brilliant. Money and Nikita are perfection for our ears and souls. Wow, perfection. That's what I like to hear. Oh, thank you. The next review comes from Shake My Pom Pom. Their review is entitled Love It. The only podcast I subscribe to on Apple Podcasts. They are so funny and the content is so enriching. Well, thank you so much for that, Shake My Pom Pom. I feel like I'm inclined to agree. That's what we aim for. So we're glad when, you know, what we aim for is felt throughout the rest of the community and the listenership. So thank you. 
Yes. Okay. Um, okay, and last but not least in a community contributors, we wanted to shout out um Magdalena O'Neill, who wrote a piece for greatest.com of um nine black podcasts you should be streaming right now. And guess who was on the list? Was it us? It was us! Um so that Thank you so much for including us in the greatest.com um, non-podcast for black creators to stream right now. We'll put a link to the article in um, the description of this episode so you can check out the other podcasts on the list too because, you know, we should always be um, like uplifting and celebrating each other, especially now. Um, uh, Brooke DeVard is also on the list oh, and we got... Yeah, um, her Naked Beauty podcast. We got to meet Brooke when we were at South by Southwest. So, you know, I just love when moments come full circle. Yeah. Um, and we see some of the podcast community that we know and love. That's um, that's who we need to get too. to help us with this small town. Shout out, because I be seeing Brooke all over the country. I'm like, what? Everywhere, what, right? What place is that? Is that even in this planet? <laughs> I be looking on Google Earth like where? I, right. I'm like I ain't even never I ain't never seen the 26 letters of the alphabet formed to create some of these names of these places where she been going. <laughs> yeah. So y'all y'all should definitely check out um Brooks Naked Beauty podcast. It's really about like like how do black women care for our hair and skin. Um it's a dope ass podcast. Yeah. I encourage y'all to check it out. All right. So now we're going to move it on along to the mental moment with Dr. Money. And so you might be asking, what in the living fuck is the mental moment with Dr. Money? I'm here to tell you. So this is what I like to call the crown jewel of the show. And this is where Dr. Money regales us with some kind of insight tidbit around related to uh, mental health or just gives us some kind of tip or something that we can use in our lives that is empirically supported that is undergirded by the fact that she has put in uh more than a decade of time and energy (laughs) into school to really know what the fuck she's talking about so without further ado take it away I feel like I should have uh, uh, had a better mental moment with that intro. Thank you, Nikita. Um, although I do miss your jingles. Yeah, I got to get back into the studio. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, y'all. So, all right. So, yes, um, I always like to give y'all some stuff that, you know, helps us feel good, heal, get free. Um, but I also like to update y'all in this segment on my progress towards, you know, this hashtag therapy life. So since. Oh my God. I totally forgot about that. Um, no, it's okay. It's okay. I'm gonna do it. So y'all, I, um, in July took my licensure exam, which, uh, y'all might be thinking, oh, you just taking that? Yeah, girl. Cause, um. This has been a journey. So uh, I'm going to try to sum it up to just get to the mental moment. But um, so I got my master's degree in clinical mental health counseling. 
and like was like earning hours towards that licensure in Alabama, moved to New York to work on my PhD. States don't have reciprocity with licensure hours. So basically what that means is like everything I did in Alabama no longer counted when I moved to New York. Um, and yeah, so then I had to start my clinical hours all over again. So like 2000 hours just gone and had to start again. Um, did that switch programs to marriage and family therapy, had to start getting relational hours. The board, the New York board basically didn't know what to do with me. They were like, um, you don't have the educational requirements. I was like, okay, bitch, there might be a lot of stuff I don't have, but educational requirements is not one of them. I'm taking all the classes, all of them. <laughs> um, and so I had to fight that for like eight months for to get them to recognize my master's degree and um, all, of, all of these things, right? So like all these hurdles just kept coming, not to mention the cost. I don't know if y'all have ever listened to throwback episodes of Queer Walk, but me and the homie Philandi did a whole episode on being black queer therapists and how basically the whole system of therapy is like set up to keep certain people out of it. Um, namely us because <laughs> licensure is just a really expensive process. So then it's like when I did have the approval, I didn't have the money. When I had the money, I didn't have the approval. Um, and then when I defended my homies, my community, um, fundraised, basically, <laughs> they they pulled their money together so that I could um, apply for licensure. So I did that, um, was scheduled to take my exam in April, and, COVID you know, the vid was like, <laughs> the vid was like, hold my drink. Um, and so I couldn't take it in April. They couldn't give me a date because, you know, COVID. Um, and so I finally got a date for July, took my test in July, had a whole ass breakdown. <laughs> I'm laughing, but ooh, oh, it was serious, yeah. y'all. Nikita, you didn't have to uh, <laughs> emphasize that, okay? Why are you laughing? Because you're on the other side of it. I collapsed into dejectedness, okay? <laughs> That's funny to you? No. Anyway, um, so I was just like really, I was really sure that I did not do well on that exam. Um, yeah, I could go into like all the things, but I won't. I'll spare y'all the details. But basically, I left feeling very uh, defeated by that exam. And then you have to wait a whole damn month to get your results. So I got my results last week, right, Nikita? No, it was last this, week. This, yeah, well, this past week. Oh, like this passed like a few yeah. days ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, and your bitch passed. Pass. So. <laughs> New York State licensed therapist uh, money. Um, and I also just want to highlight Here we go. that I got a perfect score in managing crisis. And that just blew me over because I was in crisis myself when I took the <laughs> <laughs> when I took the exam, um, but I think, uh, you know, I, I don't, I think that we are our biggest tools as therapists and it's not a shock to me that I got a, a perfect score on the managing crisis because like when you're a black queer woman, that's literally what you're doing on a day to day. 
Um, so, you know, everything I read to study for that is like, oh yeah, oh yeah. You ain't gotta, you ain't gotta tell me that because I already know, you know? So, um, I was just really excited to see that. It's like, you know, all these, all these exams that are like meant to sort of like weed you out, this whole system and all that shit like actually prepares you to, to like, uh, do really well on some of those uh, yeah. subcategories. So I was really hype about that. I passed my license exam. No, so I just, now I want to say no. It's not the system that prepares you. It's how you navigate and push through and resist against the system is the thing that prepares you. That's the distinction thank that you matters. For, thank you for correcting that. Say it again, Nikita. Why you got this hoodie wrapped around your neck like a prayer cloth? <laughs> <laughs> because I was about to take it off, but then I have to take my headphones off. It would just be too much. <laughs> Okay, so what did you say? Is how it's, it's how it's I have to navigate. The prepares you. It's like the way that you're forced to navigate and resist against the system is the thing that exactly. You. Yes, yes. Thank you for that word, our wordsmith. Um, I'm here all night. Yeah. So I mean, I mean the the longtime listeners have been following me through this journey of. Um, getting the credentials. Yeah. Yeah. So I just wanted y'all to know that when (laughs) I'm literally now just waiting for the license to come in the mail. Um, so shout out to y'all. Shout out to me. Yeah. That's (laughs) so amazing. I was so, I screamed. That was the best news I had that day when you called and told me that I was so excited. Yeah. I cried that night. I cried and watched black is King. Because <laughs> I was just like, um, you know, there's a uh, 2020 is just has it's a really rough year, but I've also had these moments of like incredible highs of of things that I've been working for for so long, yeah. just like happening, um, and being able to like celebrate that, even though I'm not celebrating it in the ways that I thought that I would be yeah. celebrating it, but yeah, dope shit, dope shit, okay. So, um, my mental moment this week is, um, kind of inspired by, like, the, the things that are happening right now. So, I think between the uprisings, the collective grief that we're doing, um, around folks that we lose, lose too early, and just ways that we're trying to stay connected to one another through, um, this pandemic, like, our timelines can be very bleak places, right? So I wanted to give us some um, artists to follow to bring some, like, smiles, light, love, laughter to your timeline. Um, And that's just, like, I was telling Nikita this the other day because, uh, you know, uh, with, I mean, with the uprisings and with uh, Chadwick Boseman passing, um, Ashe, it, like oh, Ashe, yeah. Um, it was just a lot, and it, I mean, hearing the news and like getting the news in it of itself is a lot. But then also having your timeline flooded yeah. with that news is also a lot. It's um, it's just like, oh, we we can't even begin to move through the cycles of grief and mourning because we're always um, brought back to the yep were always brought back to the initial loss. So um, I wanted to give us some some uh, Instagram artists that 
and just like digital artists, because uh, they have their work other places too, that will brighten our timelines. So, um, the first is Adrian Muse, and a lot of folks might know about Adrian. Uh, she has a huge uh, YouTube following, so um, she might her art might not be new to folks, but her at is I am dot Muse on Instagram. Oh my god, I know this and, person. Yeah, I feel so <laughs> plugged in. Hip. Yeah. You feel so hip. Yeah. So first of all. Uh, The whole family is super adorable, super cute. But Adrienne does incredible portraits of, you know, like our black icons. But also does these little, like, cartoons of um, awkward lesbian experiences. Oh, my God. Which are hilarious. (laughs) So, um, if you need a good laugh, go check out IAM.Muse. And also support her Patreon because she releases, like, exclusive... Um, lesbian cartoons on there that Instagram keeps flagging. Um, so fuck the Instagram algorithm and also support Adrian at im.muse. Okay, the second artist to brighten your timeline, Betty Brown. And Betty's uh, at is Things by Betty B. It's all spelled correct. Things by Betty B. And I'll put all their ads in the description of this episode too. So, Betty uh, illustrates uh, asses, <laughs> booty. <laughs> you know how I feel about a rotund rump. <laughs> oh, my God. You, you see how I perked up when you said that? <laughs> Nikita wasn't even paying attention. I, and she I, heard I ass. Awesome. I was like, present. <laughs> yes. Um, and it's like... It's always um, this uh, booty, you know, a jiggly booty, rotund rump, as Nikita would say, with um, underwear on with, like, some kind of messaging, right? So, either, like, uh, uh, what was the one that I saw the other day? Um, uh, Your nan is racist. So, like, your grandma is racist. (laughs) Or... um, Pride, uh, protect black trans women, like all the underwear on the booties wow. always have An messages. Ass and a political message. So. Does it even get any better than that? That's <laughs> Calm life. Down, That's Nikita. life right there. What was, what was it? Things by Betty B. I'm, gonna... <laughs> I'm like that tightest gif on that computer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> should have checked that out um, ASAP. Yeah. And also, if you would love to have your ass illustrated by Betty, um, they're currently looking for uh, new muses or booty models. Oh, so, man. you know, take that booty pic and send it to Betty. All right. Let me just say this. Because if you, if you follow me on Twitter, and I feel like this is something I used to say to money, like, all the time. Every uh, every now and then, I always I'm always tweeting. My life would have been radically different if I had a big ass. This is a concrete <laughs> example. I don't feel like I have an ass that is that would meet an ass muse standard. And this is just one small because you always be like Nikita. What do you mean when you say that? This is exactly what I mean. It's exactly what I mean. Shut Imagine up, how I would move through the world with a rotund rump. 
It's one of the greatest um, sins. I That's how I know there's not to. a God. Because why would a God, <laughs> a loving God, deprive me of a rotund rump? Nikita, I think that nice booties come in all shapes and sizes. Well, there's nothing. I don't have any so, shush to mine. It, it don't. <laughs> it don't slap. It don't slap. It don't slap. It's just, it barely, it don't even, it don't have five. It don't even snap. <laughs> it don't even do a good point. <laughs> it's just anyway because this, this is critical critical work <laughs> nobody okay. ever died saying wow there's just wasn't enough asses in existence so that's it's critical okay critical Nikita alright my name is Nikita so, and I approve this message <laughs> alright so that was um, at things by Betty B you should have saved that for right. I can't even focus on nothing else <laughs> I know you can't what's wrong with you so the third artist I want to highlight actually did the uh, the art for Queer Walk, like our logo. Alexandra. So, yeah. So shout out to Alexandra Yasmin um, over in Montreal, I think. At Osnap is Alexandra's underscore art. And like I said, all the ads for these folks will be in the description. Um, Alexandra also does, uh, how do I say this? Just like visually representative comics. What do you mean by that? Like, like that's why I was, I was trying to find the wording. It's like folks that we don't usually see in comic strips, whether it's folks of color, queer folks, fat folks, um, fat folks, uh, folks who have had limbs amputated, um, disabled folks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just like people who are hairy, yeah. you know, it's just like, you know, these things that we see when we walk down the street, but that, aren't um, in any kind of media usually yeah we hardly ever see in like um and yeah animation so um back 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 in my twit my tumblr days i used to follow um alexandra because they they posted these like comic strips of queer couples that look like queer couples that i actually know you know um not like L word queer couples. No shade to L word queer couples or folks who look like L word queer couples, but I'm just saying. Especially in that. Uh, so I'm not going to get into that. Talking about that threesome from that Generation Q, but we have other things to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Nikita, um, save this energy for the Curve Chronicles. Okay, okay. Um, and uh, also, like as an aside, because she did our logo. Um, Alexandra also designs logos or will do like a portrait of you. So, um, and all you have to do is send them a photo. So shout out to Alexandra. We love you. Um, we wouldn't have a logo without you. So yeah. <laughs> probably something ugly. Montanique would have made in paint. Nikita, shut your face. Okay. Um, the next artist up is Robin Eisenberg. And I really hope I said your name right, Robin. Um, and their at is Robin Eisenberg. So Robin does uh, alien riffic uh, queer illustration. Oh, that's right <laughs> so, up your little alley, ain't it? You love that kind exactly. of shit. Oh my gosh, here we go. I said save it for the Curve Chronicles. Um, so yeah, Robin illustrates like queer bodies in like these celestial backgrounds or like alien looking mm-hmm. um, anthropomorphic folks okay, in everyday settings. You give a bitch so it'll PhD. Uh, Nikita. Go ahead. 
I'm um, listening. Yeah. Just just keep just keep all your vitriol, okay? <laughs> um, <Can> so, we... <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah, so it'll be like an alien chilling on a bed or like a queer person in outer space, you know? So it's like these Yeah. Yeah. I did. It's so dope. Yeah. So check out Robin Eisenberg at Robin Eisenberg. Next is an artist that I actually had the pre- pleasure of growing up with. I was um, waiting on being, it. <laughs> and being related to, um, who is brand new to Instagram and so and to sharing um, her art with the world. So I just want y'all to uh, big up and support the baby sis at Black Geek Magic. Um she, I mean, my favorite piece on the page by far is the WAP piece that she illustrated, Macaroni in a Pot. So <laughs> that's my favorite so uh, that actually got shared by D Stallion. Yeah, that was huge. Uh, huge. Yeah. Yeah. But um, who also does logos. So if you need a logo for whatever venture you're uh, cooking up during yeah. quarantine. When I when I know, separate hit. from you, I'm going to have to ask Nunu to do a, um, excuse me, Black Geek Magic to do a logo for me. Um, Nikita, nobody would listen to your solo <laughs> podcast. That's not true. Nobody. People would listen to it. <laughs> Keep telling yourself that. And they would be like, I don't know why each episode is five hours, but... <laughs> Exactly. Marxist ratings. <laughs> y'all know Nikita don't edit. And she only has two modes. She either don't edit or Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> and she cuts everything. Uh, my All podcast right. would be called Women of Color Queers. So people would understand that it's a rival. <laughs> <laughs> And it, it was an acrimonious break. <laughs> and I'd have Tyler Perry right. make the, the movie version of what happened to us. <laughs> Nikita? I, I'd love to see those bad gay wigs. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. See, this is... So you could take that, that little raggedy-ass one, and mine will be... Directed by none other than uh, Cheryl Dunye. Oh, and yeah, right. everybody, everybody would watch mine, obviously. And then it would be like screenplay by Wanuri Caillou. I would just get all the bad if bitches to do mine. If you got Cheryl Dunye to do anything, <laughs> really, I would, ha- I would put a hit out on you. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm just glad we have that on record. Anyway, back to my... Mental moment. Oh, right there. Um, Black Geek Magic. You can also get your logo done there. Um, she does incredible art so of like gifted. dark skin films. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So talented. Um, love it, love it, love it. So I'm gonna move it on along to another person who does like um, commission pieces and portraitures of black folks uh, and folks of color, but uh, specifically like really darker skin folks. That a lot of people act like they can't capture us. So, so shout out to Uzo Gua, um, Uzo the artist on Instagram. Uh, so I actually found out about Uzo because they did the portrait of the homie Stephanie 
um, for like her her online presence and stuff. And I was like, oh my God, this art is incredible. Who did it? And she was like, oh, Uzo. And sent me Uzo's page. So go check out Uzo, the artist. Um, like I said, they do commissions if you want like a portrait of yourself done. And really affordable commissions too. Um, I have to say this too, like black folks, um, I don't know. I don't know if it's because we don't, I think we do talk to each other about like what we're charging, but like what I see these ridiculous artists who have like a 10th of the talent of the artists that I'm listening, I'm listing charge for stuff versus what like really, really talented black people charge for stuff. I'm like, what? Um, but anyway, uh, that's just my aside rant. <laughs> it's so funny because I'm like, y'all need to charge more for y'all art, but also let me get it for the low. <laughs> that's, the, that's the problem with you, Negroes. <laughs> Shut up. Um, so, yes, Uzo Gua, Uzo the artist. All right. Um, jumping back into butchering names. With a name like Montanique, I should be able to pronounce anything. Um, and and this is so bad because I know you have your name phonetically spelled on your Instagram, but I still think I'm going to butcher it. So I'm, I apologize in advance. At Maya, Maya, M-A-W-H-Y-A-H. Yes. <laughs> um, sorry if I did not pronounce it correctly, but your art speaks for itself, basically. Um more illustrations, um, really like vibrant colors, which I love because I, I think I only see it in like makeup ads where they'll put like vibrant colors on dark, dark skin. skin people. So, yeah. So um, I love that. I can't wait to get a print. Um, I have so much uh, wall art already, but I just I love it. And now I have a new office to decorate. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I'll be getting a print. So y'all check out. Maya on Instagram too last but not least um I just wanted to shout out the homie Jaleel Campbell oh my god who has been like everywhere um lately I have a lot of Jaleel's art from all the different eras that (laughs) he's gone through in art from like knowing him in Syracuse and so check out Jaleel's work my my favorite by far is this, uh, this like, so Jaleel does like a uh, digital collaging yeah. is what I call it. Um, beautiful prints and patterns, um, does a lot of work of like black women and different body types. Love it. But, uh, he has this piece called Mount Blackmore, I think it's called. Ooh. Yeah. And it's with like all these, uh, black folks who have, um, you know, been, like, murdered by the police um, or vigilantes. And it's just such, like, you just see the different, like, gradients of beautiful black skin in that um, that piece. And, like, you know, all our shades and all our glory. And I just love it. It just looks like such a, um, a like, monument to these folks who, uh, who have ignited the movement. So, shout out to Jaleel. It is Jaleel. So J A L E E L J dot Blige B L I G like Mary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So um, shout out to Jaleel J Blige. <laughs> All right. 
So yes, check out all the artists I named and I'll have all their links and info in the description of this episode. And now, our leftist, lesbian, luminary labor lecture from Nikita. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. I don't even know why you did all that. (laughs) I did it because this is such an important segment to Queer Walk. Um, And even if you don't have a word, I I still want... This self-deprecating ass bitch. Okay, so the leftist lesbian luminary labor lecture for y'all who have been listening to the podcast, y'all know that this is the the segment that we call the word from Nikita. And for those of you who are new, this is where Nikita gives us like some social justice jargon that she breaks down for us, the radical roots of what we're currently doing, um, some happenings and goings on that we need to know about. Um, or connect some larger political thing to us as queer folks of color. So she be putting in work in this episode, I mean, in this segment for the episodes is what I'm saying. And, you know, our little small and irate friend has not only helped me move myself across the country, but has has also been irate and very curmudgeonly and snippy and crabby um, and Capricorn. Can you stop? The How many more adjectives <laughs> is one going to use? <laughs> so, <laughs> so we don't. So uh, we don't have a word today. But I still wanted to give Nikita all the things for always um, keeping us up on political game. All my energy has gone towards being abused and moving Martinique across the country. So I've just, I got back home and I was just stretched, depleted. <laughs> Damn right, Jethro. All right. Um, so, but I did want to say in this segment um, <laughs> that Nikita inspired me to do these two readings, right? So I felt like I needed to step my Marxism up before it crumbled because Nikita be playing me and she got all these fine-ass Marxist friends that she refuses to introduce me to because, you know, I'm just, you know, I guess I'm not Marxist enough. Uh, I'm just over here like anti-capitalist trying to read shit, trying to figure out where my political home is, but no. So I'm not a part of her little Marxist bad bitch friend group. Um, so I've taken it up on myself to read more. And so the first essay I read was by Ho Chi Minh and it's called The Path Which Led Me to Leninism. And it's a really short essay, uh, which most of the things that (laughs) that I talk about are, I think I just have a short attention span when it comes to reading. Like the chapters need to be short. The essays need to be short, like... I think at like page 23, you lose me. So this one is really short. It's only like about four printed pages. Um, And it was just like a really good like, oh, this is how people come to like learning about Marxism, basically. So I wanted to shout that out. And you can find it online for free. It's called The Path Which Led Me to Leninism by Ho Chi Minh. Um, And then there's a, a book. 
Because, you know, Nikita ain't think I knew about this. Sojourning for Freedom. I've told you Black Women, American Communism, and the Making of Black Left Feminism. I didn't ask you. I didn't ask you. I found it on my own. It's by Duke University Press, uh, uh, authored by Eric McDuffie. Um, (laughs) You can find the PDF online. Don't tell nobody I told you that. Um, And, yeah, just the... I've just only read, like, the intro to it. I haven't... Because I've been trying... I have this bad habit. Like I said, I have a short attention span, so I have a bad habit of, like, starting a whole bunch of books but not ever finishing them. So I'm trying to finish um, a book right now before I actually jump into another one. But, yes, um, because Nikita was the first ever black woman that I met who was, like, screaming about Marxism. And so I was just like, hmm... (laughs) I was like, hmm, what is this Marxism she speaks of? And then, you know, I found out about Claudia Jones. And I was like, oh, she a bad bitch. And, you know, I was just like, okay, Marxism. Um, So I wanted to read more about black women, black feminists uh, who are doing communist uh, work in this country. So shout out to Sojourning for Freedom, Mm -hmm. Black Women, American Communism, and the Making of Black Left Feminism. That's a really good book. One of my faves. Oh, is it? Yeah, I'm positive. I've told you about it, but you just like to play games. I'm positive you didn't. I'm positive you didn't. I'm 100% sure I told you about it. You told me about the Carol Boyce Davies book. Well, you don't listen, so not my problem. Anyway, so I guess when I finish these um, readings, I'll be... Worthy enough to be in Nikita's uh, bad bitch Marxist. I don't. Group. There's no bad bitch Marxist. They be having anything. secret Marxist meetings no. <laughs> with secret Marx Marxist emails and secret Marxist Twitter threads. Oh my god! That you know, I don't get it. I don't understand it. That's all right. But when I finish these books, I bet you I'm gonna be commenting. Okay. <laughs> get a life, Martinique, please. <laughs> Just because I don't know about uh, material, uh, whatever, historical <laughs> material, <laughs> materiality or whatever the fuck. Materiality? Uh, <laughs> wow. You just, you're being ridiculous. You know, whatever. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm going to read this and find out I'm a black anarchist and then I'll be having secret anarchist meetings without you. How about that? Well, you, that you're well within your right. <laughs> All right. So we're going to move it on along to our topic segment. And Nikita, what do you think our topic segment is? Because I think I'd be doing the topic wrong. What are you talking about? You're right. The topic segment is where we talk about things that fit into no other segments on the show. <laughs> Right, pretty much. It's, it's the potpourri <laughs> of the program, if you will. Yes, the yes, miscellaneous. the queer potpourri. Yeah. Yes, the et cetera. Um, well, I don't think I'm fine. I think I'm like, you know, making it do what it do. But uh, it's just like a lot of heavy stuff right now. And I'm trying to remember my mom's words because, you know, my mom said, you know, well, black people are pulling together like, never before and things have to get have to get better basically so um i'm trying to remember that 
But it's like, I just moved out here by myself, all alone. Um, yeah, yeah, you're, I mean, you're it, there by yourself now, but you certainly did not move out there by yourself because that would be inaccurate. <laughs> and like I was saying, um, I'm so thankful to be by myself in my apartment right now. Um, I don't give a fuck. But but it's it's like really uh, something else to deal with uh, and process stuff. Like, not with other people. Like, usually some shit popping off, I'll just, like, be at my friend's house and we, like, all sitting on the couch together or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's a different thing to do that in, like, COVID times where nobody's going to nobody's houses. Yeah. Um, if you're being responsible. And you also... I I, I didn't realize how much I can't hear. <laughs> and I rely on people's mouths to understand what they're saying. And so I also feel something about like having lost the ability to see people's mouths um, and like two thirds of their face because yeah. that's that's just like so much of where I get the information about what somebody is saying from. Yeah, so, so we're, we will never have the answer to the question, you know, what indeed does that mouth do? You don't know. Nikita, <laughs> this is the topic segment. Save your little nasty comments for the Curve Chronicles, okay? I don't believe in fictitious borders, so I feel like I can talk okay. about okay whatever I want, okay, yeah, okay, on any part of the show because it's my well, show. And you know what? Well, you, on women of color queers, there will be no, <laughs> there will be no program. There will it'll just be helter skelter. Do you, do you have something you need to say to me? No, go ahead. Finish what you're saying. It's hard to not hard to you know see people's mouths in covid i get that i don't know why her little grumpy ass is wilding out right now but anyway like i was saying yeah it's just um you know bizarre times to be socializing um it's just wild i was sitting in my car crying because you know t'challa um and my neighbor brought me some flowers because she saw me sitting in my car crying um, and, like, asked me what was wrong. And I was like, the Black Panther is dead. And so I was just I was just a mess in my car. Um, and so I just wanted to thank all my friends who called me to, like, console me. And um, also my new neighbor who gave me flowers. Um... And I don't know, moving, moving is, uh, always weird, but like to now be in a whole new time zone, um, be starting a new job. It's just a lot of new stuff that I'm adjusting to. Yeah. And I think, you know, we tried to stay, tried to stay like connected to y'all. We did a few, uh, IG lives, which I really liked doing. It was fun. Um, but yeah, I feel like I underestimated how much this move was going to take it out of us. And we just, we just like did not record. Yeah. Because I was thinking, yeah. okay, you know, we'll get there, we'll get things set up, then we can. It's just a lot. Yeah. It's just a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, it's not just the, you know, getting there, unpacking. But it's like, you. I feel like you also had to run a lot of errands. So I, I was... I feel like I was out the door every two hours, yeah. like having to go get something, and also like trying to get outside to feel human. Yeah, that's so you know, critical. like and so take critical. care of yourself. Yeah. yeah, 
Yeah. So, I don't know. It's, it's kind of, this kind of feels like, okay, this is officially home now that I'm recording with you here. Yeah, that makes it real. Hmm. It makes it real, yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Well. There's another unit open in my apartment building if you're trying to uh, see what Tacoma do, Nikita. I don't know why you're telling me that. I mean, I don't need to be here in Syracuse. I mean, I feel like that's one of the things I've realized. I mean, I feel like I've been knowing that for mm-hmm. a while. So, um, mm-hmm. started. I feel like you have inspired me to think. I think you have re-sparked. It's something I feel like I think about. I've been thinking about off and off like the last few years. So, I'm like, I got to get serious about my exit strategy. Because, I mean, this is not a place I need to be forever. Yeah. Yeah, you need to be in a place where you can see a rotund rump a day. Yeah. Exactly. Or or what uh, Diamond told us, a wop swap. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, not just see it, but, you know, <clears throat> in, a, in a safer time. Engage. <laughs> you know, be able to have a little tete-a-tete with the rotund rump. What is a tete-a-tete, Nikita? You know, a head-to-head. <laughs> you trying to go head to head with an ass? Just have a little Woo. private conversation. I, I see you, Nikita. All right. Um, well, I'm not trying to uh, do a tete a tete, um, but it would be nice to have folks out here. Yeah. Um, and and this country is just big as shit because. You know what I'm also realizing is, like, the way I say things, people out here interpret them in different ways. So when I'm like, oh, we should kick it, or, like, we should hang out, people are like, oh, I'm not having people over because of COVID. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm not trying to come to your house. Like, we could just go to the park. Yeah. But but out here, when they say, like, we should hang out, they mean, like, house, like, in somebody's dwelling. <laughs> um. Or, like, kicking it means, like, inside. Like, we're... Uh, and so, I'm just like, oh, no. I just mean, like, meet up. Um, you know, there's a courtyard at my building. So, I'm like, yeah, we could just be in the courtyard. There's we also gotta a lot be, of you know, really beautiful parks where you are. It's so pretty. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So. Um, I'm just... You know, I've I just been giving you shit about the moving thing. Um... No, you're not. You're gonna hold it against me forever, and this is this is why oh I don't like God. when people help me go. with stuff. Cause I don't like when people think they have this little uh, petty ass power. Shut like, up. well, I drove thirty one out of the forty one hours, that which is, is not that's even a true statement. But it's not. No one was keeping tabs. A little bit. No, I'm kidding. No, there's no like actually. The thing I thought was, I'm so glad I went out there with you because I mean that was just too much shit to be doing by yourself, like real talk. I feel like I knew that. That's why I was like, that just can't happen. And it like I'm so glad that I was able to be there because there's just there's just too much, too fucking much. So you know, it was a lot. Yeah. You know, I only I only say it in jest. You know, I would not do that for somebody who I did not love and care about. Oh, thanks, Kiki. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love you too, bitch. Uh, mm-hmm. I cried so much when I dropped you off at the airport. Oh, I was God. like, "Yeah, we both did." Are you kidding me? Like, you you like about to leave? I'm. You mean I live here now? Yeah. 
What? And we've just been we've been tight for almost a decade now. Yeah. But true blue and tight like glue. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say something to you, I don't remember. I don't know. I'm happy. I'm just happy that you're out of Syracuse. I think I think it's scary and it's hard to start anew, but it's just this place is just such a suck that you, you just needed to be doing something different. I think you just needed to be out here and I felt like a mom. Cause once I got out there and I was out there with you for a bit, I'm like, oh, she's going to be fine. Like, I'm like, these people are real nice. I'm like, they're going to take care of her. So it's like, like just being out there, seeing how beautiful it was, seeing how like bizarrely friendly everybody was. Like I haven't encountered, I would, yeah. I was like, what these uh, motherfuckers want? And I'm like, they're going to try to rob us. Why are they being so friendly? Yeah. People just like, nice. What's the they ulterior nice. motive here? But yeah, I think people are just um, just sweet. Like, oh my god! So, um, there's this coffee pl- this coffee place not too far from money, and um, I would just go down there to get some coffee. Just take a, like a nice little walk down there. So this one morning, uh, Machinique and I. There's oh she's got water near her, so that, like that's great. So I was like, let's get some coffee before we go down to walk by the water. So I'm gonna treat us to the coffee, or so I thought. And I didn't, my debit card was missing. And so the woman, so it was like $11, $10 um, from what we ordered. And the, I was like, oh God, I, was like, I don't have my, I don't have my uh, debit card. And the woman was just like, oh, no big deal. Don't worry about it. Just don't worry about it. She's like, no, it's fine. It's fine. I was just like, what? You know, yeah. I they would have tackled us somewhere else. Oh, girl. But they had the SWAT team in. <laughs> Security, don't exactly. let those negresses and out ex- the door. Exactly. So, and they're just like, whenever you like, you just like, even just like walking about town, people would be like, not, they're not just do like a nod, be like, hey, they'd be like, hey, how are you doing today? Like, and they want you to answer. It's so like, weird. It's yeah, just so weird. Yeah. But everybody was like really friendly, very sweet. So I'm like, I, I mean, I know that there's all the whatever with, you know, getting used to getting adjusted to a new place. But, like, after going out there, I don't know. Like I said, I feel like a mom. I'm like, I'm glad I got to go out there, see what it was like. And now I feel okay with you being out there. Yeah. Oh, but what I, I was going to it... say was the, the part that I missed is that Martinique uh, left my debit card in this fucking restaurant, which is why oh I didn't gosh. have it. Why are you bringing up old can, shit? Can, can you believe that? What kind of person? So we got, I paid for breakfast. <laughs> um, and at the spot, and, and I my forgot sister, she just left it. Just left it. I, I forgot it. I forgot she it. Just threw it. She's all I was hungry. Keep it. <laughs> no, so I was I'm running around without a debit card. And my sister was like, Man. running around. And then my sister running was around. Like, you obviously like, didn't need and it. And she was like, oh, no. She's like, what happened to your... She's like, I don't, yeah, I don't know what you did with your car, girl. She's like, I gave it back to you. Lo and behold, she just probably... She probably just threw it right in the trash and was like, <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> Let's do the list. Do you um, have a list? Okay. The list is... Uh, Beverly Guy Sheftall talks about... Um, even on her worst days, she tries to list 10 things that make her happy or that were good about that day. So I thought we could come up with a list together since things are so. Yeah. Well, I'm prepared and I wrote mine down, but Montanique is just going to phone it in. I see. You prepared? I you prepared? I did. You prepared? What's the, what's the word, Nikita? All right. 
such a such a your wop uh, eater. Okay. Oh my such god, a- that is so. I mean, that's, such a wop eater. That is crass. Anyway, anyway, I guess I'd be um, more like a wop drinker. <laughs> um, things. So, do we have to do ten each, or can we just do ten total? Um. Well, I have. You got ten. I have ten. You, you could. I think you should do whatever the spirit moves you to do. Um, well, I'm prepared, so maybe I should start. You go first. Yeah. I'll try to get some down yeah. while you go. Am I going to do my all my 10 or are we going to go back and forth? I said I didn't write any down. Oh, you weren't prepared. So, so you, do your Oh, so you so you like Whitney, you got nothing. 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 Okay. So, I am like Whitney because it's all in me. <laughs> all right? Don't try to play me. I'm surprised you didn't <laughs> I'm not gonna go back down. Oh, road. I'm like Whitney, nay, Shaka Khan. It's all in me. Oh, okay? okay, good for so, you. Eh, wow. eh, eh, now, now. Nothing will ever Re- make up for the fact that you thought that Lisa Stansfield was Aretha Franklin. You could know every black song R and B soul singer from 1960 to two- till eternity. Nobody would ever forgive you for that one. Anyway, so here's my list. So. All right, so things I'm like that have been like helpful that that I feel like gratitude for, uh, that I find some sense of joy from. So I feel like a sense of humor. That's my first thing. Just like being able to like, even if it's like a really like dark and twisted humor, just being able to have like a sense of humor about just like the times. And just, I mean, that's just so critical. It's like, no matter how, whatever I feel, I feel like I'm always able to have, like, a good laugh. Um, I think, the, so the second thing is, I mean, I know that this is going to be relatively short-lived, but I think good weather is just key. Just being able to, like, get oh, outside. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, every yeah. time I get outside, it just reminds me. And I, like, mm-hmm. it sounds so dramatic, but it's like, I, every time I go outside and, like, a breeze hits me or the sunlight hits me, it just, like... It, I just have, like, such a visceral reaction to that. Yeah, yeah. Um, the third thing, I'm I'm kind of cheating. I'm doing three shows. So, Golden Girls, The Wire, and Pose. So, <laughs> I had never... This is so... I can finally tell, come out about this. I had never watched any of Pose. I watched one episode with Money a while ago, and it just... I, I just could not get into it. I just, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to keep watching this. So we watched both seasons and I was just so yeah. into it. And it's like, as we were watching it, I'm like, it's just, it was just like astounding to me that that kind of show is on TV. Yeah. So I really. And you were like, we're going to watch the next episode. I, was, you were so like, I go to bed. It. I go to bed like early. It's like, I get really tired, like early. So I go to bed early, but I was just like, we, like, I was like, we would go to bed or I'd go to sleep and then I wake up, it'd be like seven in the morning. I'm like, Oh my God, I can't wait to watch Pose again. So <laughs> I was like really gripped by it and fucking The Wire. I never, so another thing I'd never seen, I'd never watched The Wire. So I finished all of the first season and that I, I tweeted this the other day. I just have such a new, deep, profound appreciation for that fucking WeeBay gift. That WeeBay gift? Yeah. But Shorty was a cop, though. Oh. 
And uh, I just I've seen every episode of Golden Girls at least ten times, but just it's uh, there's something about it that it just always like tickles me. Like I'm just like busting out laughing. Like fucking Dorothy had them zingers, man. She had them one liners, man. Oh, Dorothy, my, this B Arthur was just. I mean, her timing and her delivery was just sharp. Like that's I mean, talk about <laughs> an acerbic wit. God damn. Oh, yeah. oh my God! This is the other thing I need to say. Every time I talk about the wire, I feel like I have to say this. Avon Barksdale and Stringer Bell are both just so fine. Like everybody knows that Idris Elba is fine, but oh my God! And what's um Avon's name? Wood Wood Harris? Is that his name? Oh my God! They're just yeah. Ugh. Oof. Yeah, I have those. Um, you know, you know, I told you I was a I was like a a fuck boy in a past life. And every time I watch The Wire, I'm just like, I just want to be Avon. Like, how you look good in prison blues? Right. Like, don't even make sense. Don't even make sense. sense. Uh, The fourth thing for me is friends who are generous with care, you know, love and support, but also friends who be generous with them funds. (laughs) So I feel like a lot of people are like, came through not just like helping you move but like making sure that you know I got back and making sure yeah. that we're like still set so uh so that's that's mm-hmm. ap- appreciated but also again like people who just like generally I feel like the the generosity of funds is also just very much connected to people who just deeply care and concern about our well-being right people who are like yeah. invested in us um, That's on my list too. My next thing is uh, fucking top notch therapist, Doctor Bowen. God damn, Doctor Bowen. Oh, my therapist. My that's my therapeutic icon. Oh, so I just I have just so mm. much appreciation for her. Sixth thing for me is um, reconnections. It's just like, I feel like I've been. It's like hard not being able to like go places and be out, but I feel like. I've been able to like reconnect uh, with some like old folks, people who I haven't like talked to or been around in a while. So I'm like really, if nothing else, I appreciate this time to be able to do that. Uh, Seventh thing for me, uh, victories. So uh, if you've listened to these last episodes, as we talk about like defund the police and stuff, I'm a part of this coalition and like the organization I'm with BLM in Syracuse. We've been working with a lot of these young folks and they've been trying to get uh, SROs out of schools. And so in one of the suburbs, uh, they got, uh, there was only one SRO, but they like, they were still were successfully able to get that SRO out of the school. And it was, and I sat in on that school board meeting and just like, because it's so like these students, I mean, these students are just so amazing because they did so much work and like getting the stories out about what happened. Mm-hmm. And like, it's like how and they wrote this really powerful statement that just like obliterated all this reasons about all the lies about why we need to have SROs in schools. And so they've done all that work over the summer. And it was so clear to me that like they had a direct impact on how the conversation went yes amongst yeah like, it was like it was just it was just extremely powerful so mm-hmm. those victories are something i'm gratitude like and i'm just grateful to like be in coalition and community with them and learning from them um the next thing i'm happy about or gra- grateful for is like I- after doing that 
um, move. It's like, I just had no like desire to do anything. And it's like, I think it's, I'm just kind of glad to be able to have the time and the space to do that, to just like, to yeah. just have the week to rest. Um, I think that that's just like really, really, uh, critical. Um, mm-hmm. Another thing I'm like grateful for are ridiculous people because I feel like even when I'm ridiculous and over the top, some of you motherfuckers are just so out of control that I feel like <laughs> you all are a good measuring stick for me to where I could be like, I'm really <laughs> off of it, but I'm, I can still see that that is just completely unhinged. <laughs> so I guess, I guess, I, I guess that's me just saying continue for you, the people who are wild to just continue to be wild. No, Nikita. Uh, no. <laughs> I think that that's it. That's and not the takeaway. I think but... that is. Yeah. And I mean, I already talked about, you know, people who are generous, but, the last thing that I'm going to say that I'm grateful for is you. Like, I mean that in a very dear um, and sincere way. It's like, we've been thick as thieves, not just for the past decade, but I think especially for like the last month. Oh, you mean me? Yes, fool. Oh, I thought you were saying you as in the collective no, you, like I, those who are listening. Oh, no, I mean, they're great too, but that's not who I'm talking about. You, oh. Machini. And so... um. I'm just, I just, I'm like cranky and a lot of, I just, I don't know. I just be, the things just be getting on my nerves and I be real cranky. Um, and so even when I get in these moods where I'm like, I hate everybody. I don't want to talk to anyone. Uh, everybody should fuck off. Um, I still call you a million times a day. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I still, mm-hmm. I love the fact that we don't be have nothing to talk about and we just be sitting on the phone We'll be on the phone talking, but sending each other DMs on Twitter with like silly gifts. And it's like that yeah. shit is ridiculous, but it's like it's like those small things that like help you to like help or help me to just like feel okay. But um I don't know. I just I just care about you so much. I appreciate you so much. And I feel like I I can never say enough like how proud of you I am and how much I love you. And I don't know. I think actually like that first, the first few days back were kind of hard. Cause it's like intellectually, I'm like, okay, I'm going back home. I have just left Martinique. And then like the next day I was like, let me call Martinique see if she want to go take a walk around Barry Park. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like that was like really hard for me, but mm-hmm. I think I don't feel that bad. Like honestly, cause I'm like, when you have the kind of relationship that we have the kind of bond you know there's there's not any amount of miles that can do anything to like you know dissolve that tear it apart yeah exactly yeah. so i'm just so grateful that i have you um you know in my life and i just i just i feel like i say it a lot there's something that i don't think i will ever get tired of saying and i don't think it's something that i don't i don't need to be sparing and saying it cuz i feel like Literally, um, I think especially for like the last month, I feel like literally every day I have thought like I'm thankful for you in our friendship. So that's my list. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Nikita. Mm-hmm. You haven't said anything nice to me in so long. That is not true. Oh my, oh my God. This is why I don't say <laughs> nice things to you. No, no. <laughs> no, you know I'm playing. But I love you so much. But it's just like even... Yeah, I think 
I think I've I've built skills to deal with your grumpiness and I really appreciate it when you do call me when you're not feeling um, 100 because like, you know, it ain't always roses and I'm always here for you. No, I got your back like chiroprax. Um, yeah, I'm just really thankful for my friends. I'm thankful. I just, um, before we started recording, I did like a writing group with some of, uh, you know, my feminist, uh, warrior friends. Um, yeah, I just, I just love my friends so much. And the word friend just doesn't even feel like big enough to hold what I have with y'all and, Like, actually, this move would not have happened without y'all, you know, like, helping me get the money to move, helping me store my stuff, all the things, and, like, helping me emotionally. Like, I, like I said, like, July was really rough for me, and y'all basically take turns, took turns babysitting me through, through, uh, my month before moving here, um, and that's not a small thing to me as someone who really struggles to ask for help, so... Um, I hope that that shows just how much I trust and love y'all that, yeah. So my friends, our friends, Rima and Alon, I put their food on the list. No, which, like, which thing in particular you going to, now come on, if you're going to talk about it, you're going to talk their about food. it. Their food. They make, they make excellent rice. It's so good. Mm-hmm. I don't else? even like chicken. And I ate their chicken. It's delicious. What else? What else of theirs, um, money? Come on. Get to it. Oh, the shrub that Rima makes. Oh, okay. God. All their of this food, is fine and like good. Those... Are you really not going to sit here and talk about the pork chop? <laughs> <laughs> the pork chops is good. Oh, my hey. Lord. We're not even supposed to be eating swan like that. Oh, Y'all. my Lord. So... So the homies Rima and Alon have been having these like uh, quarantine barbecues in their backyard. So we all sit like you know the six feet and just like eat their um, incredible food. So and good. those pork chops. Oh my god! Oh my gosh! I've um, never had anything. I've had, <laughs> yeah, we can, we have to stop. We just we need to move on. We can't. I turn into a straight coon it's, over those it's, pork they're chops. They're so but... good. So good. <laughs> do y'all have a list if you're listening to this and you have like these daily what is it like daily grateful things or like daily things that you overlook that are making sustaining you um just throw them in a hashtag queer woc i would love to read these like small things that make y'all possible oh i love that i love the way you phrase that oh you know (laughs) i'm poetic when i want to be Okay, Nikita, last but not least, um, my personal favorite segment, Curved Chronicles. Curved Chronicles is the segment where we talk about the dating woes and wins of our dating lives or um, your woes and wins or answer some like uh, queer dating questions that y'all have or some queer dating topics that y'all submit. So... Yeah, um, well, I decided that I was, um, giving up on the apps. I texted you the other day, 
I'm I'm ready to join the convent because I actually I'm not. I just think that I was born in the wrong era of dating. Like this way of like initiating relationships is really weird to me. Like I still like doing it in the face to face, like where you can get a vibe off somebody. Um, Cause I don't know. It's just really hard to go off nothing but a picture. Cause uh, you know, black women are just anti bios on dating apps. So it's just like, all you have is um, the picture and the, the bio. If they have one, it's just like, ask me. Um, and I know that it's a very small, it's like self-selecting who's on it, bah, 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 all that shit. But it's just hard. It's just hard. Um, it's hard in, in not times where like there's a, a global health, uh, crisis, but, um, particularly when, yeah, like, particularly now it's like, you can't even meet up with somebody to get a vibe. So yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Um, I've been getting like, I don't know, like cat called <laughs> in Tacoma. Oh my god! Um, I don't. I didn't want to call it cat calling because it's not like it doesn't you know, feel predatory. And yeah, gross. it don't feel like gross and fucked up like cat calling do. It just feel like affirmations, like out loud. Yeah. Yeah. So one day we were running errands. Like I, I did not look cute, y'all. I it was like an errand running day. I just moved into my apartment, and I was crossing the street, and this person in the car leaned out the window, and they were like, "I like your shirt. You look cute." I was like, "Thank you." But also, I'm like, I definitely don't look cute. I mean, if you think this is cute, wait till I um wait till I get dolled up. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was like day two in Tacoma. I was like, okay, okay. Um, and then me and Nikita went to this garden and there was this like a little bit older than us black lady walking and she had, you know, she had the mask on and everything. And so when she got close to us, she pulled her mask down and was like, give me them legs, girl. Was that the day you had on that romper? You had your legs out or something. I had on the romper, yes. Legs, girl. That's how she said it. Yeah. She's like, I see you. Yeah. And I was just. I know that's right. (laughs) Um, That That was so funny. That felt affirming. Um, (laughs) Yeah. She was cute, too. She was real fine. You know. Right? Yeah. Yeah. What you was about to say, you know. I don't know. Probably something uh, repulsive and disgusting. So yeah, I forgot it. Uh huh. Y'all see how she get real quiet during Curve Chronicles. Me and meanwhile, she be on my phone saying the most disgusting, uh, borderline femphobic shit. That's, oh my god! That's true. <laughs> um, yeah. So you know, people have just been like giving me tens across the board here. I went to this. Uh, a bite of black Tacoma. It's like all the black businesses. The Tacoma was out. The park was jumping. It was amazing. I'm so glad that happened. Like soon as I moved here, um, and I got to meet uh Brandy from the Tacoma We Need to Talk podcast there. Yeah. So, uh, shout out to Brandy. That was cool. And while I was in line waiting to get some curry goat, this person in front of me turned around. <laughs> 
<laughs> turned around and Alana was like, oh, I like your glasses. Oh, I like your hair. Yeah, I just like your whole outfit. You did that. I was like, thank you. Thank you. <sighs> you know, I'm just, uh, this, this is real conceited, but I just be looking at myself like, excuse me, does no one else see this? Like, <laughs> it's like, hello. Hello. Bad, a bad bitch is in your midst. <laughs> what is wrong with you all? <laughs> it's like not even like that. It's just like y'all don't see these accessories. Y'all don't see the yeah. the like drip or drown demeanor here. Like nobody is going to be like, ooh, that's a cute outfit. I get so girl. One time I dressed up like the cutest unicorn ever. It was Halloween and I was teaching. I was so fucking cute that day. I taught two sections of intro to women and gender studies and nobody said a damn thing about me being dressed like a unicorn (laughs) i'm like what do i have to do out here yeah i mean that was the moment that was the moment that you know you needed to leave here exactly i just you know i think there's like this uh i think why i'm saying people in tacoma are so nice is because i feel like there's this element of new york of like being unimpressed so like yeah, to tell yeah. to tell somebody you like their shoes, their hair, their whatever is like too much. Like yeah, whatever. Ain't nobody impressed with you. But like out here, they are very vocal about being impressed. You know, yeah. like I'm walking through Indeed. the I'm walking through the grocery store and people are like, "Those are such cute shoes! Oh my gosh, I love your necklace!" You know, it's just like yeah, they just say it. And I'm like, it's true. Obviously, I mean, look at me. Look at the material. Um, but <laughs> I don't know. Well, nobody ever calls you modest money. <laughs> you say that to me a lot. You think I'm? Um, you think I'm arrogant? Even the tone in which you ask that means that you know the answer to the question. I um. That that Remy Ma song conceded like it really it really got me through yes because Nikita knows this I was a very like lonely little kid in K through twelve I didn't really have a lot of friends so are you done yeah just I just really wanted to make sure that they understood so you know having the mind state that i'm so great and can't nobody do it like i do that really like that's that song that's an affirmation right there you gotta put that on your affirmations playlist if you don't have it um you know i know remy be real wrong on a lot of shit but (laughs) but she was right there. she was right on that song um yeah and i'm just like you know a fat black dyke I'm like, who who gonna give me my tens if I don't give myself my tens? Yeah, so yeah, touche. Fuck y'all. I know I be looking good. <laughs> and modest. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I have any, you know, like juicy curves since. Yeah. I mean, I have juicy curves, but. <laughs> oh my um, if y'all have any Curve Chronicles, you can submit them at QueerWalkPod at gmail.com. Or if y'all have any tips, any tips for, you know, how y'all been doing in this quarantine dating scape. All right, y'all. So we're going to wrap up this episode of Queer Walk. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's, I'm excited to be back. Um, 
And so y'all can get some regularly scheduled programming from us. Indeed. I've missed y'all. I've missed you too, Nikita. I just saw you like a week ago. I miss like leaning on your shoulder, like propping. You're like yeah. the perfect... I'm glad you can't do that ridiculous shit anymore. Nikita, okay, it was like our signature pose. Come on. All right. So this has been Money, the Wakandan grief therapist. Not modest money. And this has been Small and Irate Nikita, also known as Sin. And you just listened to Queer Walk the Podcast.